1: Welcome in Rob Black and Your Money, show dedicated to getting you to retirement. I'll do this show live on radio as long as I have a good platform. One day I'll move only to a podcast. My goal is to actually wake some people up and get people to retirement. Sometimes it's easier than others. Um, it's been a very glorious, wonderful stock market for a long time. It doesn't mean it'll always be, and when the market giveth, the market doth taketh away at some point. But essentially, with low inflation and with globalization, our governments have set up a situation where we've kept interest rates worldwide pretty low. And that is a formula for success on Wall Street. And sadly, we've created more halves and... chasm between the haves and the haves nots People who believe in investing, um, positive. So AT&T today, shares jump after activist Elliot Management takes $3.2 billion stakes. sees stock worth $60 a share. It's currently in the mid-30s. That's a big one. AT&T goes back to your childhood, likely. I don't know if you remember the days where phones were mounted on walls. And they had cords, and on occasion you could drag a cord, get an extension to it, take it into your room and have some privacy for your mom and dad. Uh, phone booths, what are those, right? But those were the days, my friend. Things change. AT&T jumps after Elliott Management announced one of its largest investments ever and proposes a number of changes to improve stock value. AT&T has a nice dividend but not so nice growth other than the dividend. They've done some acquisitions at Wall Street, go, huh, I don't know about that one. Well, it's in the news. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in on the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I saw that its sequel made something like $92 million. Huge. And what's interesting to note about that, sequels... Uh, horror movies are fairly cheap to make, all things considered. They don't use a lot of stars. And this is a big win. So... Uh, hodgepodge of headlines elsewhere out there. I'll throw them at you, and you, you decide what you think is important and does it drive the markets forward or backwards. China reported a surprising 1% year-over-year decline in August exports. Dun, dun, dun... You would think China might want to get on with a relationship with Donald Trump and get a deal done. I don't know. It's looking more and more likely that they're going to wait it out until the election. They had a 5.6% year-over-year decline in August imports, telling you that there's relatively weak demand. Japan, not as much of a super economic power as they used to be but still important. The revised down to 1.3% quarter to quarter annualized from preliminary 1.8% on GDP. Negative revision. It's a little bit of past history, but uh, showing you that world economies could slow down and world economies might be heading towards uh, recessions because that's what that looks like. It's a pretty big drop, 1.8 to 1.3. I know you're like, if I lost 1.8 pounds versus 1.3 pounds, I wouldn't know the difference. Why do you have a eye? I don't know. But speaking exponentially of percentages, that's a pretty big number. Brexit picture is muddled. If I could curse right now, I would say every curse word I could. I'm just tired of the whole British Brexit thing. Prime Minister Johnson Boris Johnson Boris. Who names their kid Boris? He's trying to upend the legislative move, forcing him to ask the EU for an extension of the Brexit deadline. Uh, what a populist mess that one is. Facts set. They do um, Wall Street quantitative data analysis. And they said. Expect 3.6% year over year down. In third quarter earnings. So quarters are January, February, March. First quarter. April, May, June. Second quarter. July, August, September. So now let's think about this real quick. Let's expect to be down 3.6% year over year on earnings. Okay. So, as we're moving towards earnings season, which will typically happen in October, Um, again, not every company is on the same calendar, but typically October, we'll start reporting the third quarter numbers. And fact sets telling us, earnings are going to be down 3.6% year over year. And that's no good, because earnings share growth is important to valuation on companies if a company is growing the stock price at 10 percent and it's only growing its earnings at 3.6 percent disconnect right spirit airway lines which i've never flown but man they do not get any good press they cut their third quarter total revenue per available seat mile third quarter revenue per available seat due primarily to than expected yields in the off peak period. We are moving towards the fall and we are moving towards Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble and not rubble, rubble, gobble, gobble. gobble. And as we get closer to the gobble, gobble time, we're going to start ramping up flights, right? Still, I repeat this in case you haven't listened to every minute of the show. If you're not a member of the 10 hour club, I know you're saying, 10-hour club, that sounds sexy. Do I get a badge? No, no badges. Do you get a sticker? No, no sticker. If you remember the 10-hour club, you've already heard me say that American Airlines looks pretty interesting because they've really underperformed this Boeing 737 MAX issue. And a mechanics issue. And even last week, we heard one of the mechanics was trying to sabotage a plane because they're having a mechanic strike. Not having a strike yet. And they're having a labor dispute. Steve Mnuchin, who comes across as a little creepy, he's our Treasury Secretary, he confirmed the October trade talks in a Fox Business interview, while also adding that President Trump is perfectly happy to continue tariffs if China does not agree to a good deal. He's someone I don't get. He seems pretty much so like a Democrat. And again, you can be a Democrat and still work for the President. I'm not saying you can't. that guy can make money in a lot of other places. That must be a tough administration um, to work with. AT&T indicated, or it is 7% higher today. Elliott Management suggested AT&T be worth $60 a share, but they gave some advice. Now, 6-7% up is nice, but he's almost calling for a double. I don't know where you got the stock. He's revealed a $3.2 billion stake. Send a letter to the company's board of directors outlining a strategy for unlocking shareholder value. Um, we'll talk about that tomorrow. The sun will come out tomorrow. Apple's going to report. Not numbers. Nope, 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 nope. They're going to show us all their new gadgets. Used to be an exciting day in the world where everyone's like, ooh, keep in mind, 3 million plus people streamed. No, 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 not streamed. They watched the YouTube video of the presentation after the fact last year where they did their announcements. That's pretty good power. This year, they're going to actually stream it on YouTube, which I don't care about, but it is what it is. We'll talk about it in the coming days. The ECB, European Central Bank, they have a meeting taking place this Thursday. Don't expect a rate cut, but maybe quantitative easing. You know, when the government's buy their own debt, they print the money then they buy their own debt, and everyone goes, ooh. So we'll talk about this and more. You can find me online at Rob Black's show. Big seminar coming up in San Jose on a Saturday, a couple Saturdays from now. You can learn more at Rob Black's show. Use the code radio25 to get in for free.
0: Black white, Tuesday, I want to throw my body in the river and drown. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Don't be shy. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about We could talk money mistakes, we could talk recessions, we could talk insurance issues. I don't believe in whole life insurance, I don't believe in variable life insurance, I wouldn't buy it myself and I wouldn't buy it for my friends. I wouldn't buy it for my enemies, It's, it's the costs, are what kill you. I want even my enemies to get to retirement. I would stay away from whole life and variable life. How's that for just a moment and getting a smack in the face investment piece of advice? Thank you. Thank you. That's more of a bonk than a smack, but that's okay. I'll do a bonk next time. Thank you. Robert Schiller. He's someone I like to read. I I think he's a pretty smart guy. He's talking about, he predicted the dot-com crash, and he's talking about the next crash. He says less than a 50% chance of recession in 2020. It's interesting to note whether whether it's coming next year. He can't be for sure. He says Trump administration's escalating trade war with China and slowing growth overseas of battered U.S. Manufacturing convinced many economists that a U.S. Recession is likely next year. The economists surveyed by the National Association of Business Economics say there's a 60 percent chance of that record 10 year old economic expansion is going to peter out. And start a recession. Recession. Shiller's 73 years old. Looks good for 73. And uh, he's one of the guys who came up with the term irrational exuberance. He's got a new book coming out next month called Narrative Economics. So he's out there doing a little press right now. And people are saying, hey, you're an economics guy. You predicted a recession once. What is she now? i'll pick up his book i'm a book reader so oftentimes you'll find me consuming a complete 300 plus page book in a day um yeah one day when i go blind it's gonna be tough on me speaking of which the guy who played mickey burgess meredith was once in a uh, twilight zone episode where he was the last person left alive on the planet, and he was thrilled because he was a librarian. He didn't mind being by himself because he was a librarian who was stuck in a world of books. He was like the Library of Congress or something like that, right? So it's just books everywhere, so he was thrilled. He could spend his remaining days reading. Until he accidentally sat on his glasses. I know you're saying, Mickey from Rocky? I love Twilight Zone for the record. It's probably my favorite TV show at age 7 or 8. It'd come on at 10, 30, 11 at night. Something like that on one of those not ABC, NBC, CBS kind of stations. One of those ancillary stations. Anyway, but I'm totally digressing right now, am I not? So, Schiller in the news. Amazon's holding an Amazon career day in six cities on September 17th. I may go. It may be my time to leave radio and financial media. They're going to try to get fill more than 30,000 jobs by early next year. Positions are full-time with benefits and are unrelated to any holiday hiring. They're just saying, we need bodies because we move stuff around. E-Trade was downgraded to market perform from outperform. Remember when E-Trade was kind of relevant? Late 90s, early 2000s, people are like, stock markets are going up and tech stocks are doing great and E-Trade kind of said, you know, we're going to be a different brokerage firm. We're going to be very uh, internet oriented. It was relevant. I did a little bit of work for like E-Trade Financial TV. Um, There was a Super Bowl commercial, which is probably one of the greatest Super Bowl commercials of all time of a monkey riding a rocket and it's going higher and it was basically implying if a monkey could ride a rocket higher, then you could buy stocks and make money too. That kind of was the end of the dot-com era when we start marketing that kind of crap message. Chipotle Mexican Grill. Upgraded today. Stocks had an amazing run. But listen to this, this upgrade. It's from a company called Wedbush. This makes me go... This makes me want to curse. It makes me angry. They raised their price target from $200. Oh, buy $200 a share, to $980. That's a big number. That's like a whoa. Whoa. Thank you. Thank you, El Trumpo. That's Spanish for Donald Trump. Chipotle is in a position to establish a digital moat as the industry transitions to a larger mix of digital transactions. Interesting. Energizer holdings. Bank of America says it's by saying negative factors that had previously highlighted in there are in the rear view. Like who has that kind of money to own energizer holdings? Ooh, PG and E in the news. The utility was offered two and a half billion dollars by the city of San Francisco for its electrical lines serving the city. PG and E is trying to work a way out of bankruptcy as it faces billions in liabilities for its role in the series of deadly California wildfires. I ain't going to invest in bg I don't care if you can make a lot of money or you can lose a lot of money. I don't like those uh, teeter-totter kind of things. Well, it's going to do this or that. You don't know if you're going to be in business? I'm out. Boeing in the news. They suspended load testing for their new 777. 777. 777. Seven, 777. Saying its team encountered an issue. Nishio. Boeing did not specify the problem, but media reports say the cargo door failed a ground stress test, like it popped open. So that's not, no bueno. That's Spanish for no good. HP would downgrade it to market perform from outperform at Bernstein. Again, who could have that kind of money where you're investing in companies like HP? No. No. It's, it's too much. It's like They're kind of a secondary play, right? It was 1980. And you remember Gateway? Gateway was competing with HP, was competing with Dell, on who could build the best computer and put it in a box and send it to you. They all had kind of like mail order kind of presences in magazines, and that became presences on the Internet, where you can build your own computer. Gateway. They moved out of the space. It was utterly ridiculous. Do you remember Gateway had a cow? As a logo? Thank you. So that's all that I have for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, please focus on the show. Target. Remember I was talking about the digital note that uh, Chipotle is making? Target's got a new loyalty program that's rolling out on October 6th. It offers birthday rewards and other personalized coupons. These kind of rewards are important for people. I'm loyal to my credit card because they give me rewards. Interesting. Target said that over 18 months, more than 2 million people have already enrolled in Target Circle, which doesn't require the person to pay a membership fee or have a Target credit card. So building benefits kind of important. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Big seminar coming up a couple Saturdays from now. One on wealth accumulation, one on wealth preservation. In San Jose, Saturday Saturday event. Learn more at Rob Black's show. Listen to commercials to even learn more. Use code Radio 25 to get in for free.
0: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Um, Oftentimes I talk about things that I hate and things that I would do if you elected me president. One of them has always been things like, you know, uh, I'm gonna outlaw shoes that cost more than 400 dollars because let's face it, we should be focused on retirement versus pumps and heels with six inch heels that uh, we just don't need it. Another thing that if you owe for me, any email spammer put to death. Any phone call scammer put to death? Oh, and I got a text from Bernie Sanders re-election campaign this weekend. And uh, let's just say, I didn't ask for it, and it was, Hi, I'm Susie, I just want to tell you about Bernie Sanders. And uh, I might have said a curse word back in the text. Shocking, right? The next one I'm going to put in in jail for life. I'm not going to put to death, you elect me president of the United States. Or clickbait. Don't you just hate clickbait? Oh... Police undercover Colorado mom's double life. Police surprised by soccer mom's double life. I'm like, oh, I want to know about that. And it's just clickbait and you're. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but it does to me. Um, talking a little bit about money and retirement, I think this is kind of relevant. Um, and I don't really know if I should ever give you advice on your children. But there's something to be said for teaching kids about money because the reason I'm doing this show was as a generation Xer, we were never taught money issues, and I got really good at them. And I was like, well, I don't want to be that white Caucasian guy wearing a business suit, leather shoes, cufflinks. I don't ever want to have my initial- someone talking to me who has initials on either their shirt, their handkerchief, or or their 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 or their, their, their their, 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 their shirt, like um uh, wrist collar, wrists. Yeah, no cufflinks scuffs. cuffs. It drives me crazy! But I, I feel like one of the things you could do is you could start talking to your kids a little bit more about money. And I don't want to come up with some sort of clever thing like, oh, it's going to be called the FIRE campaign. The financial independence retire early. Financial independence retire early. I hate stuff like that. I have a friend who, not a friend, uh, I knew someone very well put together human being very attractive and she started a web page she started a character called the financier and it ended with S-E-E-R it's just not my thing it's too sticky if I can't talk to you honestly I can't talk to you because that's that's how I run my business and beauty is my business because I'm beautiful but teaching youngsters how to be mindful of spending I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, when my kids ask me how much that omelet costs, I go $10,000. <laughs> no, 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 I don't do that. I do try to teach them how to be frugal. Frugal living is important. It's intentional living beneath your ways and means. I've got some of the rattiest shoes on ever. If you want to see a picture, grab me an email Robert rob at robblack.com. I wear ratty, run-down, beat-up shoes because on TV, no one sees my feet. And if I'm going to hate $400 shoes, i got to go out of my way to say, eh. Now, frugal comes in a lot of ways, right? Like, I don't want you ripping off musicians and downloading music for free. A good, happy medium was what, you know, the music services like Spotify and Apple did, where you subscribe on a monthly basis and you can listen to whatever you want whenever you want. I think the old music business was broken, and it didn't teach you how to be frugal. It, it, It made you crazy. Where you had to go out and buy a $15 CD. No. And Apple kind of came along. Steve Jobs ruined music. By uh, the iTunes store. Where you can buy just one song. Just one song. So out goes the album. And I kind of like what Spotify and Apple are doing now. So talk to your kids about the cost of groceries. Talk to your kids about the cost of dinner about credit cards and how they work and how you have to pay them off every month and how you have to go to work to make the money and how they they don't have jobs they're basically bums staying at home looching off mom and dad Um, talk about how living in different cities can be more expensive than others how expensive a cheap car is hey look at that cheap car my kids talk about Bugattis like I would ever own one no way I'd rather feed a village in Africa for a year than buy a Bugatti And then I can go to that village in Africa and say, I'm your king. All hail Rob Black. (laughs) I know. Thank you. King, president, is there a difference anymore? Uh, Trump just recently started taking money from the military to build his wall. And people are starting to go, you can't do that. Congress has to approve budgets. And it looks like we got a king run in our country now. Which served England okay for quite a while, but she doesn't actually do anything. Um, so I talk to my kids about how I save money and how much of it my salary goes to you know income and retirement, how much of it might go to them if I don't outlive it um how maybe they'll be able to one day open a clinic for homeless dogs or something, homeless dogs, homeless pets not no, no, okay. um I don't my kids saw a homeless person in San Francisco recently who had a dog. And it freaked them out. They felt incredibly bad for the dog. Not necessarily for the homeless person, but for the dog. I'm like, don't feel bad for the dog. It's it's a pretty good gimmick to be homeless and ask for money. And if you have a dog, people are going to throw out more money. Do you remember a couple years ago, there was a study on homeless people in San Francisco and how much money they make by asking for money at a stop sign? Some of them are making 80, 90,000 dollars a year without paying taxes. Now again, I'm not going to get into the issue of mental illness and homeless, yeah. and how do you solve it? Because like, I don't know. I know every state's different and every city's different, and you can't solve it with a, a national policy, unless your national policy is to send them all to Cuba. or my solution would be send them all to North Dakota. It's a joke. It's not funny. So talk to your kids about money. And even when I saw a homeless person, or even when my kids got freaked out because they saw a homeless person with a dog, I'm like, the guy's raising some money. And look at the car in front of us just gave him $4. I'm like, that's not bad for 10 seconds of work. And then, you know, of course I'm kidding. But then I go, you know, or you could like make video games for a living. Or, but you can only make video games if you're good at math and science. Or you could be a veterinarian and maybe one day rescue dogs. And maybe I'll give you an inheritance where you can open a clinic for homeless dogs. See how the story finishes. But no, I do want you to talk to your kids about money. And I do want you to do it earlier than later. Because I think that's relevant. I I don't want you to be like rich dad, poor dad, that kind of crap. Robert Kiyosaki makes me nauseated. So here's the word that's misused all the time. When people say they feel nauseous, they don't know grammar. They feel... When you drink too much alcohol, you become intoxicated. When you feel sick, you are nauseated. Now, if you see a... A a dead dog by the side of the road that's got maggots all over it. That's a nauseous image. It's like a toxic chemical. Makes you intoxicated. So when people say they're nauseous, it drives me insane. I know you're saying, Rob, we learned a little something about you today. And now... We know. Come on, my little NBC chime. Nope. Not going to have it today. It's the... On a very special Rob Black show, we learn that Rob doesn't like people use butchering grammar, even though I butcher grammar, probably more than I should, right? I wonder if my producer's awake right now. Could be that he fell asleep. So anyway, um teach your kids to pay themselves first. There he is. I won't drop his name, but let's just say he's going to Hawaii soon. And he's already checked out. But that's great, because I get the incredible Mr. Matthews um, sitting in for him. It's awesome when you have a backup that's like all that in a bucket of chicken. It makes you happy, if you know what I'm saying. Oh... what else should we talk about today? Did I talk about it yet? It made a ton of money. It—it's about a creepy f- force that takes up your worst fears. Imagery, hauled in ninety-one million dollars. Not too shabby. Stephen King m- movies are very, very much so. Headed mess. I think we've all read a Stephen King book, right? Is that fair or not fair? And if you couldn't read the books, you at least tried to pick up some of the short stories. Because if you can't pay attention for 400, 800, 1200 pages, whatever it be. So, analysts had expected the movie to ring in more than $100 million. Now, this is a division of Warner Brothers. It's a division of Time Warner, which is owned by AT&T. What could have ruined that $100 million opening? Well, first and foremost, it is a... Brutally long movie um and i gotta bring like my hemorrhoid uh pillow to see a movie like that too long but it was released in 2017 highest opening of a horror movie ever at 123 million this one only pulled 91 million so it's a little bit of a disappointment but long movie and hurricane dorian isn't it weird how hurricanes can wreak havoc on television and movies and what we watch and how we consume things so um, yeah even movies are tied towards investments that's something you can show your kids take them to see the movie it especially if they're age eight nine it won't freak them out they won't have problems with clowns i'm rob black talking all things financial big seminar coming up in san jose two saturdays from now i don't do saturday seminars ever but this time i am you can learn more at roblackshow.com. Oh,
0: Everything's drowning, going down beneath the ways. How I know that everything is beautiful tonight. Everything is beautiful on the inside. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. Everything is beautiful.
1: I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money invested and more. FDA says Juul illegally promoted its e-cigarettes. Interesting conversation that I had with CFP Chad Burton a couple years ago about e-cigarettes. And like, what do you do? Like his, de- his kids are old. One of his kids has gone to college. One of them, like they're all high school age now. Not all of them, because Lord knows the guy had a kid 10 years, 12 years after his last kid. Like, whoa, that's not going to be awkward. Hey, my my siblings are all old. And anyway, I'm digressing. Um, so FDA says Jewel found the company broke the law by selling or distributing them e-cigarettes as modified risk tobacco products without an FDA order in effect that permits such a sale or distribution. Uh, that's a tough, tough amount of, of you get out. All I can say is you don't want the government against you as a business. So anytime you hear, and again, maybe I'm contradicting myself, Google's got antitrust issues up the yin-yang. I know you're saying, yin-yang? yin yang I could have said, said wazoo, but I didn't because I'm a good boy. Um, but e-cigarettes are not an issue you want to fight the government with so one of the things i like talking about is getting you to retirement and it's super super important for me whether it's how to raise frugal kids i don't know how but i'm doing the best i can to help you if you know what i'm saying um we get a lot wrong about retirement a lot um and we mess up how we save for retirement we get greedy we get fearful early retirement sounds amazing but it could take a a toll on your mental health I don't want to retire early I want to kind of work till the day I die on some level now maybe when I retire I'll be an Uber driver and I can drive around and go well back when I was a kid and I could just entertain the heck out of passengers but I kind of want to talk to people I I, I don't want to go away and one of the reasons why is I've seen way too many people quit their work and they don't know what to do and they get lost and their mind starts to rot I don't have a lot of friends I'm not saying I'm friendless I know that's sad but let's just put it this way I'm so ugly that my mother had to put a pork chop tied around my neck to get a dog to play with me as a kid I didn't have a lot of friends and I don't have a lot of friends Are you with me against me because you got to choose side um so one of the reasons I, I I do this and I want to keep working is i i I don't want I, I I'm afraid of what happens I take my foot off the gas, right? Now, I don't have to make a lot of money in retirement. I've got more than enough to last till the day I die. But I have this image of retirement that's kind of glorified. It's kind of like um, on Golden Pond with Henry Fonda when Jane Fonda or someone called, uh, the woman who kind of talked like that, she goes, she calls him an old poop. You're an old, your old poop. Or he calls her that or something like that. I kind of want to have a pond that I have a rowboat on and people are calling me an old poop. That, that's cool. That's, that's my romantic vision. There once was a short story written about a guy who's fighting with his girlfriend over money and, you know, he basically thought she was vapid. You know, she's like, oh, well, you know, I saw a homeless person with, with a $200 Nikes on and it really upset me that... and this guy, he sees, um, he breaks up with her and he goes for a walk. Because uh, he finds her to be just too shallow, and on his walk he sees a beautiful little girl, six years old. They're probably a block in front of him, and a dad walking hand in hand. And the girl's got beautiful ribbons in her hand, and she's got a birthday gift. It looks like it's, they're going to a birthday party. She's got a beautiful dress on, and as he gets closer and closer, he walks by, and eventually turns his face. Like she was, she was standing from the rear. Turns his, turns around turns and looks back and sees that she's got uh, um, Down syndrome and her face is all pushed in. That's how the story wrote it. Um, and it, he came up with a line. He was trying to compare that dad. Did that dad dress her up because he thought she was beautiful? Or she is beautiful. And then he started thinking about his girlfriend and, and you know, the what she perceived as, as good and bad or upsetting. And did the he basically came to a conclusion: the distance between what you expect and what you get hurts the most. And it was a pretty powerful thing. And I think that's my thought on retirement, and that's what something I want to throw out at you. If you don't save, if you don't have a million dollars in your nest egg, you're going to have a tough retirement because a million dollars will only pay you forty thousand dollars a year, and you were thinking it's going to be all golden pond. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. a year ain't going to pay for your dentures. It ain't going to pay for your cars. It ain't going to pay for any vacations. That's going to cover basic food. And that's a million dollars. That's right. Food and shelter. So I don't want you to get to retirement and go, Oh, I thought it was gonna be all romantic And the distance between what you expected versus what you got eating beanie weenies in a trailer. Nothing wrong with beanie weenies. Maybe you'll upgrade it to spam or cat food. I hear some cat foods quite delicious. But I don't want you to be disappointed. So I want you to get two to four million dollars. Because that'll be enough money that last you till the day you die. And then you can figure it out after that. I'm not telling you anything. Anyway, um, White Claw. You know about White Claw? White Claw is this big drink that came out this summer. And I guess it's like um, kind of like an alcoholic seltzer. So we used to have hard ciders for people who didn't drink beer or wine. Like my sister is not a beer or wine drinker, so she drinks ciders. So anytime she visits, I'm like, oh, I'll go get you some ciders. Uh, But White Claw, big, big. And now there's a shortage of White Claw. I know you're saying, that's a story. Yeah, that was the big story of the summer. This new beverage. People are all freaked out about it because it's tough to find. I looked for it at the grocery store yesterday. I know you're saying, Rob, you go to the grocery store. You are all that in bucket, chicken. I wish I was married to you. I know. I do the grocery shop and I do the cooking. I do the bill paying. And not saying that I make the money. I'm just, I do the bill paying. Because I like that kind of stuff. Anyway, what do you like? What do you expect about retirement? What do you think about the difference between what you expect and what you get? Are you with me or against me? Because this is a civil war and you need to pick a side. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, more big seminar coming up in San Jose, a couple Saturdays from now. Learn more about both events at robblackshow.com.
0: In